Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lana Vienna Suite Preview, your mini look at the upcoming Bolton Wanderers game this weekend. Timing and technical issues um, have kept us away, though hopefully we'll be back on a more consistent basis with episodes uh, in the future. We may be in the early stages of lockdown to electric boogaloo, but at least we've got the one thing that'll keep us uh, all occupied this weekend and all looking forward to a Bolton Wanderers game. Hey! What's this you part about looking Bolton forward Wanderers to it? So much. What's this part about looking forward to it? I hate Bolton more than I hate any other team. <laughs> oh, it's, it's trying to be optimistic. Uh, joining me to preview our first and possibly only FA Cup game of the season against Crew is James Jarvis and Tom Jenkins. Hello, lads. How are we doing? Fine, mate. Not great because uh, of any kind of stupid lockdown that is a load of bollocks and totally pointless. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that for the moment. But, um, I mean, yeah, we've got Bolton to look forward to. I'm so excited. Can't <laughs> wait to play Crew for the 400th time this season. <laughs> I mean, uh, as for as for me, me personal life doing fine, but no one gives a shit about that. So, uh, um, personal so, life. So, so when it comes to Bolton Wanderers, yeah, I can't wait to see us get knocked out of the FA Cup. It's going to be brilliant. Oh, it's going to be marvellous, isn't it? Before we get on to our uh, FA Cup debut game this season against Crew, uh, we'll go back to the game against Manfield midweek. An absolute classic, a uh, one-all. Um, what were your thoughts on the game once? Was it um, a point rescued? Um, was it three points dropped? How how bad were we, Tom? I mean, I don't know if I'd prefer us to be losing these games so that there was more pressure to actually make meaningful changes. I, I think the fact that we're saving ourselves like we did against Barrow, like we did um, kind of against Cambridge, and then Cambridge game we actually played quite well, so it's maybe a bad example. But certainly the Mansfield game, I think, uh, I can't remember who it was who said it, I think maybe Mark also said it in his match report, we just looked beaten the second they got their goal. There was a half an hour at least left to play in the game. And there was absolutely no way in my mind that I thought we were going to score. Not having um, fit strikers obviously help, uh, doesn't help. But um, we just look very, very clueless. And, you know, I wish Ali Crawford was capable of producing moments like that a lot more often because when he does that, he looks like one of the best players in this division. But for 89 minutes, he was utterly, utterly awful. The only people coming out of it really with any praise were, as he had never said, and had the balls to say. I think it's one of his few good comments in the media that he's made recently is to say that Santos Delaney and... Sarsovic have been carrying that team. Um, they need a bit of help, basically. Absolutely, yeah. It's, Ali Crawford, it's a real shame, isn't it? Because we were all excited when he was the first one through the door. We thought we saw it as a real coup to keep him in League Two. And even though he's got four assists in League Two this season, which is absolutely incredible, he's, he's just anonymous in the team for most of the season. And you don't really think like he's there. And I remember uh, on Tuesday night, someone... Slagging, slagging us off on Twitter for a comment saying, oh, because um, I wanted Crawford to be taken off instead of Darcy. And him said, oh, are you going to praise Crawford for his pass? And I did in the immediate reaction. It was an absolutely sublime ball over the top to Sarsovic. And you've got to praise Sarsovic as well for that run. Watching it back, that run is incredible for a player who was getting slagged off so early in the season. Crawford's overall delivery has been really poor. You look at his corners, you look at his free kicks. It's been dreadful to look at. And you have to think that we could have taken advantage of it better. You know, we've got Santos and Delaney who are absolute giants at the back who, who could really be a threat from set pieces. In, yeah, certainly Delaney. Delaney's shown yeah. hasn't he, that he's um, competent to sort of get getting in attacking positions for headers. Santos maybe not so much. His goal records nothing to shout home about. But Delaney's got a bit of the budget Craig Dawson about him from corners, from what I saw in League One certainly. Hmm. And, and he. He did score in our last game against Crew, didn't he? Well, that was he did, he yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Um, even Clayton Donaldson could have scored that one, but even so, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right, we'll come to you, James. Um, 
Once again, Bolton Wanderers had a fairly good first half. You know, it was a pretty great opening 20 minutes and we didn't really take advantage of it. And then came out for the second half. We were absolutely dreadful. What What is Ian Everett saying at half-time? Why are we so despondent coming out for the second half? I, I don't know what he could say to them because half of them just played like they didn't want to be there. So it, 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 it just seems to have some kind of motiva- motivation problem in the squad because... Because half, half of them, you can just tell by the way they were moving about, moving around the pitch. Like, did you see how many times Gordon, when he came on to replace Brackbank, how many times he could have made an overlapping run and he just was either too scared or too nervous or just too lazy just to not make that kind of run, which would really have benefited us. Got himself into a crossing position and whip a ball in something, something along those lines. And then you see Tom White, who was who who seems to be suffering from Joe Williams syndrome, having a fantastic debut and then just being completely anonymous most other matches. It's it's utterly frustrating to watch it. He's right to point out um, Sarsvich and Santos and Delaney, and even though he went off, I'll also bring up Brockbank and, Dar- and Darcy as well, even though he didn't have a great, great game overall. You can tell those are the players that are trying. The rest of them, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I'll, I'll I'll maybe let off Delfonso because maybe he possibly was suffering from some kind of hangover from whatever injury he picked up, but the rest of them, no, no, they 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 just were not playing up to the levels required, and I sympathise with Everett for some of the for some of the stick that he gets sometimes. He doesn't help himself with, with his comments, but every single time that he's been in the media, I feel like he's been totally honest with what he feels, which I which I appreciate heavily even if I don't always agree with it I don't feel like he's selling us any any BS I, I don't I don't know what I don't know I, I can't I don't envy the task that he has to do with some of this squad because because whether regardless of whether or not if they have ability if they're not trying then then I'd then I don't know how you how you can get them to change that that was the concerning thing, wasn't it, in the aftermath of the Leighton Orient game where he came out and said that I knew before the match that they'd, some of them didn't look motivated. I mean, that's the kind of thing that managers get sapped for, genuinely. Coming out and saying that, that you can't motivate your players is a sure sign of losing not only them, but also the fans and any kind of support that he'd managed to build up before he came into the job. Yeah, well, I said as much on Twitter. If you can't, if you can't motivate yourself after grinding a, a good result in your last game and a much, much needed result, then... What, then why, then why does he need to motivate them? How are you not motivated yourselves after winning? Like for me, yeah, that's ridiculous, ridiculous. In them, but as you say, you know, that's a really good result. Let's be honest, we we got out of jail with the uh, with the penalty save, but to come away from that game with a win is it was superb result. Even that, even that, Crowley's penalty save for all his stick, he did he did save the penalty, and the fact that the players weren't even motivated after something like that, after after someone who rightfully has gotten a lot of stick for his performances in recent games, pulling out another save like that. Especially after being lambasted to man up in the media, how how does that not pick a team up itself? How does that not motivate the players around them saying, "Look, look, I've not I've not had a great time, but I but I do have some competency competence in about me." But nope, they just didn't take the lessons from that and just allowed themselves to get absolutely hammered by a late by a late and orient team who just sat back on the laurels after they got the fourth goal. And by that prick Connor Wilkinson as well. Oh, oh. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy <laughs> until you mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, end. I, I, I was trying to forget that free kick as well. To be honest, that was a just the celebration afterwards. The absolute 
balls of that twat. Anyway, sorry, we're going to go off piece, then it's, it's not going to look pretty. No. You go on, Ed. <laughs> sorry, yeah, mate. It's, it's all right. Um, need it back to the Mansfield game anyway. We'll lay an hour in as well. Do you feel like uh, a formation change is, is needed to try and bring something out of the players this weekend? Do you think the, now it's the cup competition? Do you think now's the right time to experiment and try something new? And Because obviously... Um, I brought in my immediate reaction in insanity, like the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And Ian Everett's clearly trying to do that, playing three at the back still. So do you feel like now's the time to try and play four at the back? And, you know, no. try and... No. Oh? No. No. Problem, problem is, every time... The, the multiple times that we tried to play four at the back, we looked even worse as a team. So... so he, he still... I don't think we've got the personnel for it, have we, really? Yeah, yeah, not really. Um, I've, I don't think, I don't think Gordon's got the defensiveness to be a proper fullback, and, I, and I don't know what the hell's going on with Maskell after his last performance. So, yeah, I, I don't feel confident either of them at left wing back, even though one of them's gonna have to, at left back, I should say, even though one of them's gonna have to play, uh, against against Crew t- tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, oh uh, well. But yeah, a change of a change in formation for me is not the is not the right call. It's just some of the pers- personnel need swap, and and especially we need some personnel back. Like even even though he's obviously not hit the numbers that we thought, we, we really miss Owen Doyle in that team. If if he got if he got some of the chances that fell to some of our players, he'd have buried them. I'm I'm confident of that. Let's yeah. I, I'm also not a fan of um, square pegs in round holes. Like like Brock Bank being at left wing back, even though he has been the best player in that position, I'd rather have him at right centre back. Baptiste, even though it wasn't his worst game against um in in the in the last game against Mansfield, I just don't feel nearly as confident with him there as I do with Brock Bank. It's just there's just little things here and there that we're missing and whether that's motivation or whether it's the the right personnel in the right positions, it's it's hard to say but I don't think the change in formation is is what we're seeking. I think it's more no, of a mentality think, thing. Yeah, I think you're spot on. To be fair, James, I think it's a complete personnel issue. Really, we, we've we've sort of made our bed. We've got to lie in it uh, at this point. I, I completely agree with you. Ed. the um, definition of insanity, all of that. But unfortunately, we don't really have that alternative option. We've we've recruited to the point that where our only possible winger on either side could be Lloyd Isgrove. Um, which would make us very one-dimensional if we put someone out on the left flank who wasn't particularly comfortable there. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, let's put um, Delfonso wide left and play like a 4-3-3, something like that. Um, I think you'd get the best out of his growth. I think you could well get the best out of Doyle, but I think it would be slightly unfair to put a square peg in a round hole, uh, especially when Delfonso has been one of our best performers this season, fairly consistently as well. Um, but the baptiste brock back situation is absolutely insane. You can't put... Um, your most recognisable right centre-back, someone who's very comfortable playing that role at left wing-back and then put arguably the weakest player in the squad um, in a very, very key position. You've got the best out of Santos and Delaney putting them where they are. You've got the best out of Brockbank putting him at right centre-back. Why you then you know cut your nose off despite your face and play Baptiste is completely and utterly beyond me. Whether he puts in a semi-decent performance or not, he terrifies the crap out of me. So he must terrify the crap out of every other player on the team thinking he's going to make some kind of mistake. Mm, most definitely, yeah. The thing, the thing with Baptiste that I don't get anyway, I don't mind him playing the odd game. I think he had a good game against Barrow and an alright game against Bradford. But considering he's played so few games in the last few years, he's been riddled with injuries. To have him play five consecutive games in, in less than two weeks, 
it's, it just seems absolutely ludicrous to me, especially considering we've got those two, even though they've not been playing great, those two left-wing-back options on the bench and forcing Brock Bank to go into another position that he's unfamiliar with, or unfamiliar at first-team level with. Mm. Um, it just seems silly to me. And it's the whole situation, isn't it? You know, we, We've decided not to play Tut, even though he's been one of our best players, because he doesn't have the fitness to play several games in, in succession. Why yeah. does Baptiste suddenly have a, a, a physical advantage over Andy Tut? It makes no sense at all. It's, it's baffling, isn't it? Um, because Tut really has... Baptiste, you know, has been so, so um, more bad than good anyway. But Tut's been consistently probably our best player, especially in that midfield three. I think he really helps gel those often Sarsovic together um, in the games that we played anyway. So yeah, to see him... He's a proper DM. He's a proper pivot to play off. Yeah. And the fact that he's more constantly looking to play at the forward ball rather than rather than we've seen out of Tom White and Brandon Conley. It, it may, you can say how much of a world of difference it makes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll, we'll move on to this weekend then. Um, clearly there's going to be some changes because something needs to change anyway. So how how can we predict the team? Do you, do you, can you predict the team? I think um, we'll start with the goalkeeper. Do you think Billy, that now is the chance to try Jilks if he's up to scratch or to try Alexander in, in net and give Billy Crow in there? away from the spotlight that's certainly what I would do but he won't I'm, I can tell you that for nothing I'd put my house on the fact that Krennan will start but I'd certainly play jokes if it were me I just feel so sorry for yeah I was about to say if you didn't play either of the other two in the cup competitions before and especially something as meaningless as the EFL trophy then he's not, he's not gonna do it now he, he can say what he likes in the media about um, you know Matt, sorry jokes is there just in case and Jilks is also now starting to train with the first team because he could well be put in goal. Billy Crellin plays every single game that Billy Crellin is fit for, 100%. He set his stall out right at the start of the season, did Everett, rightly or wrongly. And this lad, we are, we are going to be stuck with him. I think I said in the chat uh, a few days ago, this is going to be his transition season where he either turns into a really, really good goalkeeper or fades into complete obscurity. But we are going to be the team that sees him in his transition. And um, that that is why right at the start of the season, whether he turned out to be a world beater or not, it was a risk. We knew it was a risk. Lee said several times it was our most um, key signing in terms of what influence it would have on our season. And um, I, th- I think Everett's got it wrong. I think I'm, I can safely say that Everett's got it wrong. Do you feel like Everett will bring in another goalkeeper in January? Um... I don't know if he's the kind of bloke who's too stubborn to, to admit that he's he's made that big mistake. I think he's sort of... Because he'd come out in the media and said what he said about Billy Crellin and the massive amount of abuse that he then got from all corners of the media for it, I think it might well add insult to injury to then go and bring in another goalkeeper and send him packing off to Fleetwood. It would be what I would do. I think we're in a situation now where if by some miracle we've been able to string a few results together and be in with a playoff shot by January, I think the best thing that we could do is to get a keeper who's not going to drop clangers or not going to be trying to find himself like Crellin is. You know, Whether he's good with his feet or not, couldn't care less. Genuinely couldn't care less. I would have gone right in the summer and got Josh Lillis or someone of that ilk to just be our stable goalkeeper, make the saves that I expect you to make and not be as erratic as Crelin has been. But I, I don't think ever is that bloke to admit that he's got this horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he came highly recommended from from Jokes and his time at Fleetwood. Uh, you'd have to assume so anyway. But you look at other goal who was in the league, you mentioned Lillis. Uh, our farmer player, Jake Turner's uh, had a good start to his uh, career at Markham on loan. Oh, that, that one is a, is mad, isn't it? The fact yeah. that he's gone to Morecambe on loan. If you were available on loan, it would have been the first call that I would have made. 
Don't yeah, get me wrong, it's also a risk, but at least it's, you know, the devil you know, there's an experience there. We, we know what we're getting with Turner. Krellim is a massive unknown commodity. Mm, Turner's got, you know, he's a couple of years older. He's already familiar with the club and the expectations. And you could say that's played some sort of part in, in Krellin's post-art. Um, obviously, we are a League Two club, but, you know, you, you go on to that stadium week in, week out and, expectation from the fans and he's probably sensing it on social media I know I know some people are tagging him in the tweets that uh, they're sending to him well, well Im- so, imagine what it would have been like if there had been fans there oh, that, it, 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 would, it would have, have been, been chaos for him. yeah I mean I don't know where the away end is at Cambridge but imagine him dropping that clanger right in front of what would have been a thousand to two thousand Bolton fans I mean oh, the lad would, would not have been able to survive that oh, he would have got dogs abuse yeah um, a lot of players have seemingly had their <laughs> Chris Taylor, like away games, definitely Chris Taylor. I remember that game at Oldham where the, the fans just gave him dogs abuse, and that seemed to the end of his career. Real wanted, really. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think it's a good trait of Bolton fans at all. By the way, I think I think it's one of the worst aspects of of what our fans are like because we're very very tribal, loyal to the people that we're loyal to, and you know, God help the people that we're not. I mm. mean, some of the most disgusting things I've seen, I think, at Coventry in the League One season where Liam Trotter was given one of the most horrific receptions I think I've ever seen for a footballer. And, um, you know, th- th- he, he's an old experienced pro who can deal with that kind of rubbish. But I don't think Billy Krelling would have been able to. I don't think there's a, there's a lot of players in our team who come across as weak characters to an extent and wouldn't be able to deal with that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another position you could probably see a change is right wing back. Um Peter Kiyosa was fantastic the first couple of games, but he's kind of his performances have been slightly getting worse and worse the last couple of games, and a lot of fans have been calling for Jack Hickman to be recalled. Um, seeing as he's more of a person to just get hold of the ball and whip it in at the first time of asking, can you see uh, him playing tomorrow, James? No, 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 because um, Kiyo- Kiyosa, for all his faults, he holds onto the ball better than Hickman has so far. Hickman does whip it in fairly early, but as we've shown by statistics, even though statistics obviously don't always tell the story, 90% of the time, they miss the target, which isn't, which isn't really ideal, especially if Everett does want to try and play this possession-based football. Kiyosu is a smarter option, he's stronger in the air, and the only issue I have with him sometimes is that he's just a bit greedy. Alright. So, like sometimes he just holds on to the ball for too long. He doesn't make that incisive pass when he should. And but but one advantage that he does have is that he's excellent at making um, an overlapping run. I will give him that. But yeah, I think so. Kioso's close, probably closer at the moment to the type of player Everett wants to play. And yeah, as unless unless Hickman's been working on his crossing a lot more in training, or he's been working more on his on his runs or his defensive work. Kiosos absolutely starting. Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll end. I'll end this on crew just by saying: Do you feel like we need to get a result tomorrow or a really good performance to help build season to push on against uh, Salford away? I'll open that to both of you. I mean, it's it's always something that they say on paper, isn't it? You know, the cup run can inspire good things for a season, but. Uh, and we've certainly not benefited from the fact of being out the cups because it's not exactly improved our league performance whatsoever. But um, I don't know. I, I I get the feeling that maybe it would be nice for the squad to get one over on a team that they've come up against so regularly and failed against, if you know what I mean. Mm. I think given that the two times we've come up against Crew, we've, we've lost 
Uh, it would be certainly a nice boost, I think, for the players to get one over on them. Uh, but I think it depends on who he plays. If he plays the regulars first team and they get a result, could be brilliant going into the Salford game. If he makes loads of changes, they get the result. It's you know kind of a bit of a two fingers to the regular starters, which is why I, I kind of get why he would um, you know be playing the first team. Having said that, it's not what I would do. I would be ringing the changes. I get my Tafts in, my Greenwiches in, all of those that kind of thing. But that's just that's just me. I I, I think we're so threadbare and we're so fortunate at the moment that um, injuries have started to to dissipate and we've started to get players back. I don't think we can afford any more to any more key players. I certainly would be playing Sarcevic, for example. Do you agree with that, James? Pretty much. If, if I was the manager, I'd just ring in the changes because if any of them want to want the opportunity to get past the first team, even though some of them have been absolute dog, then 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 they need to play. They need to they need to you know say say with their actions on the pitch how they come how they come across in their runs how how they attempt to play with each other whether if they make a mistake they will get a telling off like we've seen. Santos give to Maskell beforehand and and all sorts. They they need to show that they have the mentality that they're not just here just to say, you know, I've been, I've played for Bolton Wanderers or I'm just here to to make sure that I had a club and a, and a steady faith thing coming in. You, you can't be playing like that, especially if you want to if you want to be up near that top end. Because I know that we've had a terrible start to the season, but it is still only eleven games into the season. You look at the table. We're only about nine points off playoffs. You know, you know, if they turn if they turn around their mentality, get some good wins together, you, you're laughing. It, all it takes is a few is, is one good run, and then you're back and then you're back in contention. A win like this would be would be vitally important. And if this if the second string players play and show to the first example of squad, then. Then there's competition within the squad again. It's not just the usual suspects playing every time, and we and we and we say like we come to expect a mistake from Baptiste every match, or we come to expect, um, I don't know, one of one of the part one of the partners for Sarsvic just doing just doing absolutely nothing. I, I'd I'd make the changes myself, but if he but Everts seems to be of the mindset that he needs to play his first team just so that they can get some confidence again, but. Just having, but well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the definition of insanity. Just trying to stick with them and hope they'll change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got to try and find the right balance between giving the players who aren't performing well time to try and turn it around, and then giving the players who haven't been playing at all the chance to try and push into the first team. I mean, you look at some of the under eighteens who've played this season: Finley Lockett, Regan Riley, and Brad Hamilton. Can you see any of them getting a chance tomorrow, even if it's just off the bench? I would say Riley, apart from the fact we've got so many people available in midfield, so I don't think he'll get much of a shot. Um, I'd give Bright a shot. I would, yeah. I, I, th- I think we could do with somebody up front who, you know, a bit, a bit of a change, a bit of a different option, um, and give the forward lads a rest because let's be honest, they need it. I'd play Sean Miller because I think he he needs minutes in his legs rather than to be rested. But Delfonso, and I wouldn't have anywhere near the team. Yeah, Delphons I'd rest uh, for Salford definitely make sure he's fully fit and sharp for next week because he's vital and he's obviously probably been our most consistent forward player anyway. Yeah, I think I think it could be beneficial to play someone like Bright alongside the more experienced Miller because Miller's that more holding type and, and Bright seems to be the poacher. Uh, whereas if we'd played Miller and Ganua, kind of similar players, same, kind of similar to Delphons where they want to be, you know, hold, holding the ball, dropping deep and trying to play in a 
the poacher, so it could be more beneficial to play someone like Bright. But I doubt he will. I doubt. I prob. I, you know. I guess we'll probably see um, Arthur and Miller playing together. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, I'll end this. I was about to say we speculate all this, but we probably won't see hide a hair of these players until we play the meaningless game against Newcastle's under twenty ones. Oh, I forgot about that altogether. Yeah, Jesus, dear. Yeah. I don't think that really matters, does it? It's not oh, no, really I'm... a first team game. Yeah, and I know it doesn't really matter, but I'm just saying if that if that's all that these that all these second string players are going to get, or 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 you know what, then what does that what does that say about them that he only trusts them to play them in games that don't matter? Yeah, I think if I think if that's the best that George Taft can expect at this stage of his career, then he'll be out in January. I, to be fair, I could see there being a mass exodus in January if if things don't change. Yeah, it certainly what you know from his comments after games where he's he's saying I'll shake your hand and you know be on your way and all, which is alarming really considering that the entirety of his squad he, he brought in. Well, I think him, that's him, the point, him, isn't it? Yeah, he did. Phoenix brought in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, right, we'll, we'll we'll end this now. I'll I'll try and get a score prediction from you. Um, start with you, Tom. Uh, let's go two one crew. James. Three one crew. Yeah, I, I'm going to go two with Tom. Two one crew. I think Mikel Mandron's going to batter us again because he, he had a great game. The he's last still garbage. <laughs> no, no uh, one yeah. will ever be able to change my opinion that he's rubbish. No, but he, you know we made him look like a, an absolute world beater, didn't we? Well, I think um, that's why George Taft's not in the team. But anyway, moving on. Quite possibly. Right, we'll we'll end on a, a lighter note anyway with a bit of a FA Cup themed Wanderers quiz. So same rules apply. Shout out your name if you know the answer. Um, we've got six questions. So, You're going so down, hopefully... James, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting spirit a little bit. Right, okay, question number one. Who scored the first goal at Wembley in the 1923 FA Cup? James. James. David Jack. What's David Jack? Yeah, that's one point to James. Nerd. <laughs> uh, question number two. How many FA Cup finals have Bolton Wanderers been in? James. Tom. Oh, go on, Tom. Six? No, go on, James, do you know? Seven. Seven, yep, yeah. 2 nil to James. sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, one, one, four, last three, so yeah. Um, okay, question number three. The 1901 FA Cup final replay between Sheffield United and Tottenham was held where? I don't. I am not a bloody clue. Biggest, biggest, yeah, biggest clue I could give you is think, think about you know who we support. Oh, Tom. Um, Burnham Park. Burnham Park, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Hamden Park. So I thought it might be something really out there. I think the the question. Yeah, well, I just yeah, we hosted an FA Cup final once, so there you go. Um, question number four: Who did uh, Kevin Davis score a hat trick for in the FA Cup against Bolton in nineteen ninety seven? Tom Chesterfield Chesterfield always oh, brought it back it's 2-2 two, two. as soon as you said Kevin Davis hat-trick I knew it had to be Chesterfield <laughs> didn't get it in time <laughs> didn't know it that quickly though did you mate <laughs> okay question number five how many FA Cups has Rob Holding won since leaving Bolton Wanderers Tom Tom two two the answer is two yes Bosh! have it James have it mate <laughs> he's turned it around Oof. 
what are the results? You couldn't sound any less enthusiastic. No, yeah. Uh, question number six. Uh, did Bolton win or lose their first ever FA Cup game? James. James. Uh, they lost. Did lose, yeah. Um, Shock. 6 2 away at Blackburn in 1881. Ah, oh, to Blackburn as well. I forgot about so, that. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. How many of the Blackburn team were related? Probably <laughs> six or seven, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, so this is the tiebreaker to win it all. I know you're, you're both excited. Um, okay. When did Bolt like in the 2016 17 season was the last time Bolton just won an FA Cup game? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Four years ago, so that's slightly depressing. Um, what was the score, and who? Um, and who was it against? Tom. Tom. Sheffield United three two. It was Sheffield United three two. Yeah, Tom takes it for three. Get in there. <laughs> oh, James, I'm, it's unlucky, mate. It's unlucky. You know, you can't all you can't win everything. I was, I was thinking Sheffield Wednesday three two, but then I remembered that was the League <laughs> Cup. Yeah, oh, that was. Yeah. That was when Parker kicked off with um, who was it? Um, some Sheffield Wednesday player, wasn't it? Because it stamped on my race or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was their um, goalkeeper. I remember because I gave him dog's abuse when he went in the tunnel. <laughs> Your memory's fine now, isn't it, James? It wasn't fine during the quiz. <laughs> it's the pressure, isn't it? It's the pressure building. Yeah. That's what it was. I live for the pressure. What can I say? <laughs> I wish our players did. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, they don't turn up for competition. Yeah, we'll wait and see about that, won't we? So, um. Thank you for joining us on the line of the Annesweet preview. Um, we'll hope to be back next week, fingers crossed. Um, and hopefully we're putting a decent performance tomorrow, but you, you never know. Um, so we'll see you next week.